Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Great is your faithfulness, great is your faithfulness, 
my God, great is your faithfulness. There is none like you. There is none like you. There is no other. <laughs> there is no other name I know, my God. There is no other name I know. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We glorify you. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you, King of glory. We magnify you, great I am. We magnify you, Prince of peace. We magnify you, Lord of lords. My God, we glorify you, God. We glorify you, God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. We bless your holy name. 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 We bless you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus, my God. If God be lifted up, if Jesus be lifted up, my God. Do you know how powerful that is? My God, if God be lifted up, if Jesus be lifted up, he would draw all men unto him. As John 12 and 32, it says, when I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. See, we don't have to turn tricks or perform things or do things to get our loved ones to fall in love with Jesus. We don't have to do things to get people. We just got to lift up the name of Jesus. My God, we just got to exalt God. My God, for he is the king of glory. He is the king of glory. He is the king of glory. When he is lifted up, when he was lifted up on the cross, it changed things. When he was lifted up on the cross, it changed things. It changed things. When we when he was lifted up, when he was lifted up on the cross, it changed things for us. It changed our fate. It changed our direction. My God, it changed things for us. And Jesus said, if you do things in my name, my God, if you do things in my name, if you do things in my name, then, then I'm going to give those things to you. So if you lift up the name of Jesus, my God, if you pray the will of the Father, if you stand for justice, if you stand for truth, my God, if you stand for righteousness, if you stand for holiness, my God, Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, we bless you. That's why it's so important for us not to have any other God. My God, that we have nothing else standing in the way, nothing else interfering. My God, so that we can lift up the name of Jesus. My God, Lord God, we thank you. You are mighty and strong in battle. You are mighty and strong in battle. We bless your name. We praise your name. We magnify your name. We glorify you. 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 I hear you, Holy Spirit. We glorify you. We magnify the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We bless your holy name. 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 You are a good father. You are supreme ruler of this universe. My God, we bless you. My God, we bless you. My God, we glorify you in the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus my God. We cast off the spirit of heaviness right now in the name of Jesus. My God, we drive out all manner of darkness. 
My God, anything that's tried to cloak us, my God, in the name of Jesus, while we were praying, I could see like a cloak of darkness, a spirit of heaviness over some of you. We drive, like it's weightiness, like descending like a cloud on your being. We drive that out right now in the name of Jesus, my God. We drive out bitterness right now in the name of Jesus. My God, don't let the enemy make you bitter. Remember, we learned what bitter means the other day. Don't let the enemy make you bitter. Bitter will descend on you. Bitter, bitter will descend like a cloak of darkness. Don't let the enemy make you bitter because yo, you, it looks like, that's it, thank you, Holy Spirit. It looks like your prayers have not been answered yet. Don't let the enemy make you bitter and forlorn. We drive out all bitterness. We drive out this spirit of darkness that has tried to cloak over you some of you right now in the name of Jesus. I saw it descending. I saw it descending. I saw it looming. My God, coming in like a cloud. No. Well, when the enemy comes in like a flood, we lift up the word of God, which is the standard. So, Father God, we worship you. My God, we drive out all manner of darkness, all manner of sickness. My God, we drive out the spirit of confusion right now in the name of Jesus. We drive out the spirit of heaviness right now in the name of Jesus. And how you get rid of bitterness is through forgiveness and worship and love. My God. So if you've been, can I tell y'all, can I share this? If you've been upset and mad with God and you can play like you have not been upset and mad with God, but we do get upset and mad with God. There was a season and a period in my life where I was upset and I was mad with God and I was disappointed because it looked like the things that I had asked him for had not answered and had not been moving and I had to come face to face with God. I had to have a real conversation with God about where I was so that I wouldn't walk in bitterness, so that I wouldn't be mean, so that I wouldn't be forlorn. I just had to come to God and I had to talk to him and I had to tell him, I told God that. I said, I'm so mad at you. And this was after my husband died. I said, I'm so mad at you, right? I'm so mad, like I'm so mad at you. And then the minute I said it, so I'm so mad at you. It seemed like something broke in the spirit. He already knew I was mad at him, but God longs to have a personal, transparent relationship with us. God doesn't want some stoic relationship with us. He already knows you. He knows every hair on your head. He knows if you're upset with him. He knows if you're mad at him. He knows when you're bitter. You can't pretend... We, you can't pretend you're not bitter. You can't pretend you're not upset when it's standing. It's a wedge between you and him. You can't pretend like um, like what you're feeling you're not feeling when that's what you're really feeling. And that's how you're really acting. He sees you. He knows you. Psalms 139, he said, if you make your bed in the depths of hell. Woo! He said, if you make your bed in the depths of hell. If you make your bed in there, I know you. And so bitterness, when we bitter towards others, my God, when we bitter towards others because the marriage didn't work out, Holy Spirit, free us today. When we when we bitter towards others, when the marriage didn't work out, when we bitter towards when the friendship didn't work out, when we didn't get the job we want, when things don't get answered, sometimes bitterness seeps in, bitterness gets in because we don't release it. We don't deal with it. Nobody ever taught us to go before God and talk to God like that. Nobody ever taught us that we could come before God transparent and broken, really. Remember, bitterness is sharpness, lack of sweetness, right? Bitterness comes in anger and disappointment after you feel like you've been treated unfairly or resentment. My God. So you can sit around and play um, like you, and we do that sometimes, like, oh, it's just all good. It's all good with God. It's just all good with God. It's all good. I worship. I love you, Lord. But inside bitterness is tearing you up. You bitter. You mad. You angry. You're resenting. My God. And the, the way to, 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 David tells us in Psalms 51, the way to deal with this is to come before God broken and contrite. I know ain't nobody ever told you to talk like God, talk, talk to God like this. Ain't nobody ever really told you this is how 
how you're supposed to have a personal relationship with God. This is what God longs for. So when you come to him broken and contrite, when you come to him before him and say, look, I'm bitter. Seems like I've been praying and you ain't answering. David did it all the time. Where are you, God? Where are you? David did it all the time. Are you going to leave me at the hands of my enemies? My God, David did all the time. And it said David was a man after God's own heart. So if David was a man after God's own heart, there is something for us to, 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 to see in the life of David. My God. God, our relationship with God is not supposed to be stoic and in this box and hardened and according to these rules. My God, we are to go before our father. This is your father. This is the one that created you. This is the one that loves you. This is the one that adores you. He does not ignore you. He does not ignore you. He, Romans 10, 13 says, if we come before him, he will no way cast us out. My God. So when we got, so darkness comes in when bitterness is looming. I'm going to say it again. Anger and disappointment at being, being treated unfair or resented. So when bitterness comes in, darkness will loom. Bitter because your prayers. Bitter because it moved. Bitter because it didn't happen the way that you wanted to happen. My God. So God longs for us to talk to him. My God, God longs for us to be transparent with him. God longs for us, my God, to sup with him. He already knows you like that. He, he already knows that's what you're like. He already knows that's what's going on inside. But the prayer, the dialogue, the conversation is what opens you up for healing. The prayer, the dialogue, the conversation is what opens you up for transformation. My God, I feel the heat of the Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your power today. We thank you, Father God, for dealing with the root of bitterness today, Father God, in the name of Jesus. My God, we drive all bitterness out of our life. Father God, we release the anger. We release the resentment. My God, we release the anger and resentment towards you. And we release the anger and resentment towards others. My God, in the name of Jesus, when we are angry and we are disappointed and we feel resentment, we lose our sweetness. You are not supposed to be hardened. We lose our sweetness. And the reason that we lose our sweetness is because that is stirring around in our heart. Father God, overwhelm us with your goodness today. I need to share something with you. We're going to pray for parents. Um, we already been in the word. We're going to pray. I need to, I want us to pray for parents. I want us to pray for our parents. And even if your parent is not living, I want to just lift you up, but we need to stand for our parents today, for our mothers, for our fathers. We need to break generational curses even off their lives so that they can walk into the fullness of who they are. So they're latter years can be their best years. I hear you, Holy Spirit, but I need to tell you, God still does miracles. I need to tell you that God still, God still does miracles. There's a part of the scripture that says miracle signs and wonders follow those that believe. And I have been asking God, God, I want to experience a miracle. I want to experience more of you. And last night we were um, at Josiah's basketball game. And a young man fell out at the game and he was just kind of laying on the court and his body was convulsing and a nurse in the stand noticed and I noticed we were both looking at him because they went up the court she says something is not right and we were sitting there and I'm like Lord something is not right and she leaps out the stand and by the time she gets to him he is out he is not there and she begins chest compulsions, compressions, and she is compression, compressing this baby's chest. And she is compressing his chest. And she is like, he, he is gone. And so they run to get the trainer. They run and they have to get the defibrillator so they can shock him. 
He is out. He is gone. There is no rhythm to his heart. There is there is nothing there. And this woman is pumping. She is pumping his chest. She is pumping his heart. And we are there and we are praying and we are praying in the name of Jesus. And they work on him. They work on him. They work on him for some minutes. They are working on him for some minutes. And I am watching and I am praying and I am watching and I am praying and I am watching and I am praying. And then he moves. And then he moves. And then he cries. And he moves and he cries. And then a few minutes later, like 10 or 15 minutes later, he stands up. And he gets, they get him to the gurney and they roll him out. He had coded. He had coded. He had coded. He was out of there. He was not there. He was gone. He was out of there. He was out of there. God still does miracles. God still does miracles. God still does miracles. God still, this morning I said, Lord, I have been asking you. And sometimes when we ask, Lord, I want to experience, experience a miracle, we think so selfishly, so shallow from the place of us. Like, I want to see in my, and I'm like, God, I witnessed. Here's the other divine part. Here's the other divine part. That morning, the, the, our trainer thought to test the defibrillator, like he thought to test the defibrillator and the batteries were out. The batteries were out in the defibrillator. The batter, the batteries were out in the defibrillator. So they replaced the batteries in the defibrillator. It replaced the battery in the defibrillator that day. My God, it was a miracle. My God, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. It was the hand of God. He was out of there. He is performing miracles every day. Do not give up on God in the name of Jesus. I watched, I watched this baby come back. I watched the hand of God. I watched the power of God. I watched how intentional God is. So when we pray in the name of Jesus, when we stand in the name of Jesus, when we stand, when we pray, when we believe God, my God, in the name of Jesus, he hears and he answers our prayers. My God, in the name of Jesus, my God, we thank you for his sparing Kobe's life. My God, we thank you for your wonder working power. My God, we thank you for your strength. My God. So, so when we pray the will of the Father, he's going to answer. His time had not expired yet. His time had not yet come. My God, in the name of Jesus, there is something to the name of Jesus. Jesus said, miracle signs and wonders follow those that believe. <laughs> miracle signs and wonders follow those that believe. My God, the hand of God was in that place. Father God, we give you all the glory. 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 So today, when we say we're standing, when we say we're interceding, when we say we're praying, when we say we're believing, when we say we're trusting, even if there's an area, a space in which we're having a difficulty believe, we just ask, Father, help me with my unbelief. He's hearing. He's answering your prayers. He hears you. You cannot pray the will of the Father in this earth. That is not the kind of God we serve. And he not answer. You cannot pray for revival. You cannot pray for 
is not that kind of God. You just got to change your perspective. My God, my God, we thank you. So Father God, we stand for our parents today. My God, in the name of Jesus, we stand for our mothers. We stand for our fathers. We stand, Father God, for our surrogate parents, those that have been like mothers and fathers to us right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. You are the repairer of the breed. My God, and anything that is broken in their life, in the name of Jesus, you are repairing and mending their broken hearts. You are repairing and mending their broken purpose. You are repairing and mending, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And Father God, if we have held anything against our parents, anything against our surrogate parents, Father God, we just ask for forgiveness right now in Jesus name. My God, Father, forgive me if I've held anything against my parents. Father God, forgive me, Lord God, if I've been bitter towards my parents, bitter towards my in-laws. Lord God, please forgive me. And if the Lord God says and speaks into your spirit right now to ask for forgiveness for a particular name, just say, Lord, forgive me, Father God, for holding anything towards that person in Jesus name. My God, we thank you you, Father God, that their latter years will be the best years. My God, that they are not too late for purpose. They are not too late to walk into the fullness of who you call them to be. We drive out all manner of darkness in their life. We drive out the spirit of excuses, Father God, that they will no longer make excuses to serve you, Lord God. My God, that they will begin to follow you. My God, after their, after your heart, they will begin to have hearts like yours. They will begin to seek the kingdom first, Lord God. We pull down and destroy and ask that you destroy all idols in their life, Lord God. Anything that has been keeping them, Father God, from walking into the fullness of who you called them to be, Father God. We thank you, Father God, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, Father God. We thank you, Father God, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And he who the Son set free is free indeed. So we thank you, Father God, that you are setting our parents free right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we decree and declare the spirit of Caleb is upon their life, Father God, and that they will just take their purpose by storm. They will not be afraid, Lord God. We cancel every generational curse off their life right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we speak to their immune systems right now in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare that their immune systems are healthy and whole. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we speak to their, their minds right now. We cast off depression in the name of Jesus. We, we cast off mental illness in the name of Jesus. My God, we break every generational curse off their life right now in the name of Jesus, whether it's biological, whether it's psychological, whether it's physiological, we break those generational curses off their life right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you are healing them from their past situations. You're healing them from their past hurt, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, and you are restoring them in your glory. You are restoring them in your glory. You are restoring them in your glory, creating them a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit in them, open the eyes of their understanding to the hope of who you called them to be in Christ Jesus. Give them revelation knowledge, Lord God. Give them revelation knowledge, Lord God. Let them hunger and thirst after righteousness, Father God. Pour your spirit out on them, Father God, right now in their bedrooms. Pour your spirit out on them, Lord God, right now in their bedrooms. Let them have an encounter with you like never before. Let them have an encounter with you like never before. Let them stand for righteousness. Let them not be compromised, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you, Father God. They are rightly dividing the word of God. We thank you, Father God, that you are removing from them a stony heart and giving them a heart of flesh. My God, we thank you, Father God, even in their latter years that you are giving them purpose my God, and that your glory is being revealed in their life. My God, 
We thank you, Father God. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We bind distractions back to the pits of hell from which it came, Lord God. They will not be distracted by the things of this world. They will not be distracted by their past, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we thank that. The, thank you that the limitations are taking being taken off of them and they are getting in position Lord God that they become the elders that you called them to be that they will not fall into the trap of the enemy my God I thank you Father God they will no longer make excuses to serve you they will no longer make excuses to honor you they will no longer make excuses to glorify you now Father God I thank you for redeeming the time I thank you for redeeming the time in their lives I thank you for redeeming restoring and repairing relationships. I thank you, Father God, that every fiber, every tissue, and every cell in their body, my God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, is performing and working. My God, I thank you, Lord God, that you are restoring and mending broken relationships. My God, God, we drive out all hindrance right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that our parents come into the fullness of who you called them to be in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you, Father God. We thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Numbers 14 and 24 says, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him. Woo! My God. My God. My God. Come on, Lord. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God. And, and Caleb, even though it is always portrayed like Caleb was young, Caleb was not young. He was not young. So when we pray the spirit of Caleb for our parents, we're praying um, that he have they have another spirit upon them. Let me get to this. Um, da, 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 da. This here it is. It says, um, it says, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he entered, and his descendants shall take possessions of it. So there was a different spirit on Caleb. There was a different anointing on Caleb. In his latter years, Caleb would be great. Caleb would stand when they were going into the land of Canaan of big grapes. Caleb was the one that said, you know what? Let's go get it. Let's go after it. So I'm just decreeing and declaring, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that in his latter years, and if you're in your latter years, that the spirit of Caleb be upon you. The spirit of Caleb be upon you so that you can go into the land and take possession. So your parents go, can go into the land and take possession in Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, I thank you. I bless you. We seal this prayer in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Nothing is ever too late. Nothing is ever, ever too late. So don't, don't give up on your parents. Don't put your parents in the grave. Don't put them over in the grave. They can find purpose. My cousin Lily was 90 something years old, still taking herself to, um, to volunteer at the Red Cross she served until the day she died. She served until the day she died. She was getting herself on the bus and going to the Red Cross and serving at the Red Cross. Every day for this woman was a life of service. Every day of this for this woman's life until she died. I think she was like 94, 95. Until she died, she lived a life of service. She lived a life that was focused on God and serving. And I 
know that I know that's what extended her. I know that's what brought her into a different place. So even if that is you, even if you're the purpose, you can live a life uh, every day of service and full of purpose. My God, that's how we love others. When God said love others as we love ourselves, we love others through service. Service. I'm gonna pray that for us all. Father God, I thank you that we live a life of service daily. That we render ourselves, that we lay ourselves before you, that we become the hands and feet of Jesus on this earth. That we live a life of service before you, Lord God. My God, that we are be, being transformed in your image and ask God to show you what a life of service looks like for you, right? A life of service is different. You'll serve whether it pays you or not. You'll do this when it's a life of service. You'll do it whether someone is paying you or not when your heart is towards serving others and serving with gladness, right? Because the scripture says God loves a cheerful giver. And I don't take that towards just money. I take when you're a cheerful giver that you're giving when you give of your time, when you give of yourself, when you decide to serve, that you're cheerful in that, those things as well, that you're cheerful in those things as well. Lord, we want to live a life of service. We want to live a life of service. My God, we want to live a life of service. When you live, a, can I tell you something? There are st statistics that prove when you live a life of service, you live a more happy, a more fulfilled, and a longer life. When you focus on serving others, doing something for our others, you will live a more happy, or more fulfilling life. So, let me give you a few scriptures. We're going to meditate on um, why God is jealous. We're going to meditate on why God is jealous. I'm just going to give you a little bit and then we're going to get out of here. We're going to meditate on our relationship with God and why God is jealous and why God is a jealous God and why he created us. <laughs> why, why he created us and God, we were created by God for the glory of God. We, I'm going to say that one more time. We were created by God for the glory of God. Like that is why God created us. God created us for his glory. God didn't create us for his amusement. God didn't create us to play or to entertain him. That's not why God created us. Revelations 4 and 11 says you are worthy our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will, they were created and have their being. So you were created by God's will. You were created by God's will. God was very intentional in making you. God was very purposeful in making you. God created you for his glory, right? And so we have to begin to ask ourselves, Lord, how do you get the glory out of my life? <laughs> how do you get the glory out of my life? Where, and, and for me, these are the things that I always write and ask, what is interfering with you getting the glory out of my life? What is the inter, what is keeping, what is keeping you from getting full glory out of my life? What is in my life that is not pleasing to you that may be standing in between us? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is in my life that what is what do I have my affections set on that may be in between you and I? Colossians 1 and 16 says all things were created by him and for him. Can I tell you something? I promise you it's deep, it's deeper than you think. I promise you it's deeper than you imagine. I promise you the more time that I spend with God, I begin to understand that it doesn't look like anything that Lakeisha set out, 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 out for. It's more than a real, it's more than a devotional, it's more than, it's more than a video, it's, it's more, it's more than a ministry, it's more than marriage, it's more than children, it, it's greater than that. It says all things were created by him and for him. My God, all things were created by for him. So God didn't create you to entertain. God didn't create you. Um, God, God is a, a personal being. God is a personal type God. God. God created you for a personal relationship with him. He is very in, in, he is very interested in the relationship between you and him. And he's also very interested that there is nothing that stands in the way. 
Come on, glory. He's also very interested that there is nothing else that stands in the way. So when we begin to speak, when the scripture begins to talk to us about God being jealous, when the, the, the scripture begins to talk to us, he's not talking about jealousy from the state or the place that man looks at jealousy. We look at jealousy different. We look at jealousy when we are jealous It is because we want what we don't have. When God is jealous, God is jealous because he wants to what belongs to him. Come on, Holy Spirit. When God is jealous, it is because he wants what belongs to him. He is not jealous because he God has everything. God has God has everything. God has everything. He owns everything. He owns the cattle. He owns the hills. He owns absolutely everything. All the wealth is his. The treasure is his. God owns everything. So when we speak of the jealousy of God, when we talk about God being a jealous God, it's because he wants what belongs to him. <laughs> he want he wants he he don't want he ain't looking for what he can't have because he can have everything come on now he, he that's not what he's looking for that's not the kind of god he is so if he created me if i'm his reasonable portion if I'm the one that's made in his image and we begin to say, why is God, why would God be jealous? God is jealous because he wants what belongs to him. Exodus 24 and 5 says, you shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down. You shall not bow down. You shall not bow down. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Nothing should have your affection greater than me. Nothing should have your attention more than me. Nothing should be in the place of me. So when God is talking about jealousy, he's talking about the things that we've put higher than him. My God, my God, he's talking about the things that interfere with him. He's talking about the things that come in between the relationship for, with him. So if he created me for his glory, if he created me in his image, if he created me in his likeness, if he could, he's talking about the things that intervene, but inter, interfere between me and him. He's talking about the things that get in our way. He's talking about the things that stand in between us. And so I think we need to look at, look at it from the place of a relationship. Come on, Holy Spirit. I think we need to look at it from the place of a relationship. I think we need to look at it from the place as God, if we're the church, if we're, if we're the bride, if we're his, if we're his possession, I think we need to look at it from the place of anything that has his, has our attention, anything we bow down to, anything that we worship, anything that we set our faith, our, our affection on greater than him. We need to think of it from the place of an affair. And you know for a fact that if you found out that your spouse was having an affair, you'd be jealous. <laughs> you'd be upset. You'd be ignorant towards this situation. And so when we look at the place of God being jealous, what it, what it looks like for me, this is what I keep seeing in my spirit. This is what I keep seeing in my being is here is God. And then here is this thing that is standing in between us. <sighs> Here is this thing, whatever this thing is that has my attention. Here is this thing that um, has my affection. Here is this thing that I am bowing down to. Here is this thing that I am compromising. Here is this thing, because that's what happens when we have an affair. We're compromised. We're breached. Something is breaching the relationship between me and God. Something is in the gap. And if the veil got torn with Jesus, come on now, then what should stand, what's standing away? The only thing that could be standing in the way is an idol. So when, come on, Holy Spirit. So when the word says God is jealous for us, he is jealous for us. He is longing for our worship. He is longing for our attention. He is looking for something more than a two-day relationship. Oh, oh. 
He is looking. I remember a woman told me that um, her, her her dad used to be, have, had a whole different family. And she said, my dad would be home Monday through Friday. And then on Friday he would leave and he would go to this other woman's house. And then he would come back to our house late Sunday night or Monday morning. That's a breach. That that's a that's a breach. That's a breach. So God is looking for anything that's pulling pulling the relationship. Second Second Corinthians eleven and two says, "For I feel a divine jealousy for you, since I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. I feel a jealousy." For you, when there is anything interfering with our relationship, I feel a jealousy for you. When there is anything that's pulling you away from me, I feel a, feel a jealousy for you. When there is anything that is breached, when there is anything in the gap, when there is anything, it's taken away from the purity of our relationship. My God, my God. So when God is jealous for us, he only wants what belongs to you. Come on now, DeShannon. He don't want half of you. He don't want a casual you. He doesn't want a, a Sunday and a Wednesday you. He does, That's not what he's looking for. You were created for his glory. He's looking for all of you. My God, my God, my God, my God. He's looking for all of you. He's looking for you to worship him. He's looking for you to trust him. He's looking for you to obey him. So why is God jealous? God is jealous because he wants what belongs to him. That's it. That's it. I hear the Holy Spirit saying that's it. Father God revealed to us anything. My God, any, anything, any, anything that's adulterous, anything that's standing in the way, anything that's keeping us from drawing closer to you, anything that's keeping you, us from you getting the glory out of our lives, empty, Anything that's running interference, Lord God, my God, we give you permission today to reveal it to us, Father God, and give us the strength to wake away from it, my God. Let me give you this scripture and we're going to get out of here. My God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Father God, for your merited jealousy, Father God. I thank you for who you are in our lives. Exodus 36 and 24 and 27 says, for I will take you out of the nations. He was talking to Israel. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities, from all your idols. I will give you a new heart heart. My God, Father God, give us a new heart. Father God, give us a new heart in which we only set our affections on you. My God, we ain't going to be worried about the money. We ain't going to be worried about the time. We ain't going to be worried about the people. Can I share this with you real quick? Even in your purpose, even in your purpose, we be so consumed with the purpose that we, we lose ourselves. The purpose drives us and we forget about the one that created us for purpose. We'll get so consumed with the ministry. We'll get so consumed with the business because we think it's about that. But it's not about that. It's about the worship. It's about the relationship. It's about him getting the glory. And so we have to be careful because in purpose, it'll become an idol. And it'll start taking the place of God. The purpose will take the place of God when really we're supposed to be so hidden in him. My God, we're supposed to be so hidden in him. So he says, I will... I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone. I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Father God, I thank you for putting a new heart, for putting a new spirit, for removing us a heart of stone and giving us a heart of flesh. Father God, I thank you for putting your spirit in us and moving us to follow your degrees so we can be led by you and led by you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. I think that was so good. Lord, I thank you for that. Keep revealing yourself to us, my God, so that we can walk in a greater relationship with you. Keep revealing your heart to us, Lord God, so we can be centered and seated in you. Keep revealing yourself to us. <laughs> Keep revealing yourself so that we learn you as 
Father, my God, we thank you that you are tearing down religious strongholds so that we can walk in the fullness of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, do me a favor. If God places on your heart to give, go give. <laughs> you already know what God has said to you. Click, click on the website. Click the donate button. Go give to the ministry. My God, you can cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. If God puts it on your heart to sow into this ministry, my God, you can do that right now. My other thing to you is if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is your hour. This is your moment. This is the thing that's going to separate you from everything that's been interfering with you and God. This is how God can go do a greater work in you. And so if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And all you got to do is repeat after me. My God, Father, I thank you. My God, I thank you. Dear Jesus, I know I have sinned against you. <laughs> Please forgive me. I'm asking you to come into my heart and to take away my sins. And I promise to serve you best I can. If you pray that prayer, please. Thank you. And thank you for saving me. Send us an email at info at justbeinglmj.com. My God. My God. Lord, you are so worthy. Lord, you are so worthy. Lord, you are so worthy. Lord, you are so faithful. Lord, you are so good. You are so worthy. You are so faithful. You are so good. I feel the peace of Jesus. My God. So if you prayed that prayer, send us an email at info at justbeinglmj.com. If you want to more, know more about the ministry and subscribe, go to lakeishamjohnson.com. Hey, remember this is our season of giving. We're going to share a link today of how you can get involved. We're taking care of a local shelter. Um, we're giving packages to Nick you. We have Feed the Streets this Saturday. Even if you can't come out and serve, please consider giving a donation. Ladies, all of you who are partners with the ministry, we released an email, the link for Pillow Talk. Check your emails. Go get registered because we're going to open it up to the public in just a few days. We wanted to give our partners a chance to register first. I love you. <laughs> but more than anything, God loves you. I still believe in miracles. If you are not here at the beginning of the devotional, you need to go hear the testimony to God performing a miracle. Now do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, have your way, have your way. I feel the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way, my God. Have your way, have your way. My God, he is renewing and he is restoring. My God, thank you for renewing and restoring. We yield our way to you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, wonderful counselor. Thank you, strengthener. Thank you, advocate. My God, that's it. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. I'll see y'all back here in the morning. Y'all continue to pray my strength. I'll see you in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. My God, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.